Welcome to the Divine Feminine Podcast, where I am your host, Priestess Hanira Abunu. Here I support women in learning and applying the Divine Feminine principles into their lives. We talk about lifestyle, family, culture, and spirituality, all from a traditional African perspective. Welcome to the safe space. Welcome everyone to another episode. Hey, how you guys doing? <laughs> it's um, good to be back with the Divine Feminine family. I am on the East Coast now. <laughs> so I left uh, the West Coast. I was stationed in California for a while. And I'm, as you guys know, we're going on our trip. It started off as a trip, right? Uh, going to Africa. I go to Africa routinely to study and learn new techniques and and all of those things, right? My temple is based out of uh, West Africa in Benin, the origin of Voodoo. And uh, I go there at least once a year. Most times it's two to three times a year to um, study and check in on my temple and all the elders there that have uh, spiritually raised me, my mama and papa, you know. And so that's what this trip started out to be. And then when um, our society has started to um, show signs of sh the shift happening, right? We have COVID happening. We have all of these um, killings towards our African sons. Um, you know, the system is starting to crumble and we've known that for a while, but just the manifestation of it is starting to be apparent to all of us. And so this trip has turned into more of a repatriation. And so we have a nice size group of um, people who are coming and um, some are coming with a one-way ticket like me and my children are and some have um, extended stay. Some are staying for months. And either way, we are all going to um, see what the ancestors, what our ancestors and our lineage has for us. And so that trip happens in August. And um, the first part of that trip was me leaving out of um, my home and things on the West Coast and closing out what I needed to close out on the East Coast. And so I started that trip, guys. I started that part of the trip. So I'm actually recording from the basement of my East Coast home. And um, hopefully the acoustics isn't too bad. I <laughs> Hopefully you can't hear my heating and air conditioning to so my HVAC system down here. Um, it's <laughs> but I'm having a good time. It's just me and you. And uh, I missed you. I apologize for this episode being released late. But just with everything going on, I hope you guys are forgiving and... Um, and show intolerant with me, all family. So let's uh, start 
this episode and let's get into this week. So, um, wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. Before we do that, <laughs> let's just talk a little bit more about Africa, right? The Africa trip. So, um, yes, it's repatriation for me and my family. And so that's what I've been focused on the last couple of months is um, we got to get the heck up out of here guys you know that's been my mindset and um people I have been putting that uh reverb out and my ancestors have been attracting and bringing back to me uh people that have my same uh thought or frequency or uh compliment me and so um we have been looking at property, we have been um, brainstorming and looking at business ventures. There's been a whole bunch that we've been doing on this physical um, side as far as the group of people that are coming to Africa on this trip. At this point, we're meeting uh, once a week regularly with um, as a group and then I'm reaching out individually to people throughout the week to follow up conversations and things like that. So it's been very productive, very productive. You talk about a sisterhood. We just ended our sisterhood series. You talk about a sisterhood. Um, the women who are coming on this trip, we have been working together. These women, most of them didn't know each other. Um, they're on different ends of the coast or different ends of um, the continent within America. And um, they have just milled together. So shout out to the 2020 repatriation um, group through Divine Feminine. You guys are amazing women and I just can't wait to see what your lives unfold and and become in 2021 and beyond but um, to keep that going I have just because I've been so focused on that I've n never or I haven't um, taken the time to think what I wanted to accomplish or what I needed to accomplish on the spiritual end for me and so there was a sequence of events that happened in my life um, you guys know that you know as a priest there's not a day that I get up and I don't check the energies there's not a day that I get up and I don't you know go before ancestors and um, and thank them and pray and ask them how my day is going to be through divination and things like that and so in one of those particular checks there were things coming up and I was like well you know what type of turbulence is going on what type of you know why is this stuff happening um, you know I had saw sickness coming for my children I had saw like all these things coming and then I saw things for me as well and I was just like okay well what does this look like and so I said let me reach out to one of the elders um, to get them to check the energies and let me just say this to 
the spiritual beings that are listening on the podcast that no matter where you are in your spiritual walk, you should always have a team that's with you that you can go to your mentors i don't care um, who you are you know i'm a priest in my own right and uh, i've gone through the necessary initiations and steps and trainings from qualified people uh, qualified not through any type of western uh, schooling but qualified through their ancestors and bloodlines and, and actual spirits have qualified them through their generations and lineage and so those are the elders whose feet I study um, at and upon and whose shoulders I stand before you on and um, when I say that I say that even in my qualifications I still have a team that I go to to check on me you know like hey did you can you do a divination read the energy and check on this and every priest does this right every priest does this and no matter where you go on your spiritual walk no matter what level you ascend to you should always have a team that you can go to um, to double check where and see what see what you see right and so that's what I did in this particular um, instance and um, what came back just kind of had me sitting and thinking and consulting um, going within I should say consulting myself consulting my own ancestors and going within and what did I receive so they told me um, that there is a great-grandmother that I have whose psychic ability or profound um, skills that I have tapped into she's wanting to give me more power and you know I knew about this grandmother um, I have several, you know, one particular on my mother's side and one on my father's side that has great spiritual power. Um, and these are grandparents from way back, right? And so this is uh, skills and tools that is in my bloodline. And so they were saying, you know, you're on the brink of moving to a new level in your um spiritual ability or your psychic ability or your access to uh, spirits and divine you're about to be raised or elevated to a new level and it's going to happen um, within the next couple months and I'm like in the next couple months you know and I'm like wow okay and um, they were saying don't worry if you start to see certain signs um, and I've been shaken by ancestors before and if you guys haven't listened to the first two episodes of the Divine Feminine Podcast you need to go back and listen to the first two episodes because I talk about you know what sent me on my path of searching and why I so desperately searched um, tirelessly willing to you know cast aside and reject whatever needed to be done in order to achieve that inner satisfaction that I was searching for and um, part of that was you know 
a shaking from the ancestors, you know, just knowing that I couldn't do certain things. And so just knowing that, you know, they were like breaking things around me, just all of those things were before, right? They were kind of um, outside of myself, right? Like them breaking my business, them affecting the children, them, you know, giving me other signs, external signs in my life that I needed to change my path or listen to them or those were things outside of myself. The things that were inside of myself or within that um, they shook me about was all of the dreams. I was having, you know, serial dreams. Um, and there was, there was something else, um, that deep desire to be able to tap into um, um, the earth's energy and be able to read the future like that it was it was so deep down inside of me um nothing could satisfy it. not until i was able to do it was i satisfied and so um i talk about that in great detail in the first two episodes and so i you know years ago like i said when i started this path that's what was my experience and that was the way they had shaken me now i've you know had people talk about um ways that they were shaken and I've you know never discounted anybody else's experience um, because we all have our own spiritual interaction with our ancestors we all have our own um, spiritual interaction with the divinities and, and genies and energies that are with us right so um, but I just hadn't had certain interactions that other people had had and so in this particular divination that I was receiving from the elder they were talking about how I was going to start to um, be not necessarily tormented um, and you guys forgive me if you guys can hear this noise my kid I'm sitting in the <laughs> in the basement um, underneath the stairs and so I'm doing the best I can y'all without having a studio bear with me all so if you guys can hear all that running and jumping that the kids are doing um, <laughs> just just give us a shout out and uh, <laughs> give me some love right keep going keep going okay so okay sorry about that I had to um, <laughs> I had to go ask the children to nicely stay upstairs until mommy's done recording the podcast. So, um, so where was I? Um, so I had, you know, never discounted anyone in their experience. I, it just hadn't been my experience and my journey. And so what this particular divination was saying was that don't be um, uh, alarmed, but you're they're going to start coming to you. Your grandmother is going to start coming to you. Different ancestors are going to start coming to you. And, you know, you need to be aware of this and it's going to look, you know, there's certain things that it may look like. Well, I will tell you what's been happening to me over the last week and a half since this divination came through. Um, I've been experiencing headaches, which they said that would happen. Um, and I'm not a headache person. Um, those of you who know, know I've been fasting since the fast in March, since actually since the um, 
the retreat in March. I've been doing 90 days and uh, I just ended the 1st of July. So my body's fresh. I've been detoxing, um, taking my herbs, you know, um, part of that I was high alkaline. So I drink tons of water every day. Um, and you guys go on my Instagram, you see my face is clear. Like, you know, I, I definitely um, don't put anything in my temple, in my body, that would cause me to have regular headaches. I, I just don't live that kind of life. And um, I've been having headaches. I, like, excruciating pain. And that was one of the things the priest said, you start having headaches. Also, I've been having, um, not terrors, but, cause I, I mean, my dreams are pleasant, they're prophetic. I always write down my dreams. But I've been getting woken up out of my sleep. And um, woken up out of my sleep, I can feel um, hands on me, like hands, like regular hands. Sometimes it's on my arms, sometimes it's on my hips, sometimes it's on my back, um, and they will shake me. And so, you know, the first time it happened, I thought the kids were coming in the room um, trying to get my attention. And so I kind of, you know, jerked, jumped out of my sleep, and nobody was there. And I was just like, oh, okay. And then <laughs> the second time it happened, um, it was more aggressive and this is when they pulled my hips and um, you know like to shake me and to wake me up and so I'm like okay and so when that happens I just get up I give an offering um, I pour some water some libations and I get before my shrine and I just pray and see what messages they have to give me um, but this is new you know and so I'm just like okay well I don't mind, you know, I've been possessed before, um, an initiation, that type of thing, you know, happens in Voodoo and I'm not scared of the spirits. I work with spirits all the time, um, but in different capacities. And so to wake up and to have hand marks on me or to wake up and to have scratches on me is um, from them grabbing and shaking me is just a new level of interaction <laughs> with the unseen world, a new level of interaction with my ancestors, a new level of interaction, you know, with um, the aspect of existence that is trying to communicate with me, you know. And so I've just been taking note of that. So I'm excited about going to Africa because um, of what is to come for me when this new level of power is unlocked and properly um, given to me. So I reached out to my godmommy and um, with my spiritual mother, the priestess um, in Benin and was telling her everything. And she's just, you know, she confirmed and has like this whole spiritual um, outline of things that we need to do. And I'm like, mommy, you know, I have 
people with me. We can't, <laughs> we can't take, you know, the first, I don't know, uh, period of time and 90 days and, and put me in the convent and, and keep me with the spirits. I, I can't do that. And uh, she's just like, well, you know, we have to figure out a program because they want you and they want you now and they're not going to stop until um, you go in and you get this power. And, um, you know, it's... Uh, I thought I was nervous about leaving, right? I thought I was nervous about uh, leaving my comfort zone, leaving my sense of security on the West Coast with my family, my communal, uh, my com my community, and my communal living house. You know, um, I thought I was nervous about that, about repatriation, and you know, finding. Uh, a new support system and finding a place to stay and learning new languages and you know I thought that was nerve-wracking you know now it's like this new power is coming to me and I just openly receive it you know but there's a part of me you know just to be honest with you guys that's a little you know nervous not stopping me at all I'm more excited than nervous However, you know, I would be remiss if I wasn't honest with you guys and my dual feelings, you know, because I understand the seriousness, you know, you can't have power without responsibility. You can't have power without obligation. You can't have um, this level of uh, access in the unseen world, in the spirit world, without um, giving an exchange and having that um, responsibility. And it's like, wow, you know, I'm honored that my bloodline has chosen me to do this and that they see through the way I live and carry myself and the way I handle challenges that come that I'm ready to possess this power however <laughs> I don't know what the power is I'm just excited because whatever um, changes or that it's going to bring about in me all that's going to do is allow me to be able to better service you right so all that means is that you know I will have the ability to it will make me a better priest in whatever capacity and so those who have been working with me and those who are just like you know we love you the way you are priestess you're a lot better than those priests that we're dealing with and you know all that you know and I appreciate the compliments when they come but <clears throat> just know that it's going to take me to um, a better level of serving you, of accessing your ancestors and bringing those messages to you and giving you the um, different Odoo and uh, accessing what needs to be accessed in you to get your life changed. And so I'm just excited about that. And so the Africa trip, I swear, it is just morphing 
and changing and you think you're gonna do one thing and it just turns out to be a total other thing and um, I just keep walking I keep moving forward and um, I'm excited so now um, we're all preparing you know we did have some uh, challenges and I talk about it on my YouTube station for those of you who don't know I just recently started uploading videos on YouTube we got a couple of them there and uh, people have been asking me to do that because they're interested in uh, repatriating they're interested in leaving and they want you know the journey documented and they want to know what I what process I go through and things like that and so what and it's separate from you know the podcast or the spiritual uh, side and so I've been doing that as well and so you know I've been putting you know in the videos some of the challenges we've had on the trip and those of you who know from the first two episodes that um, before I went into the convent for um, my first initiation to be priest, there were many challenges then, right? Many physical challenges. There were many blockages. There were many things. And, you know, when you find out and learn about different universal principles that are governed through existence. And hopefully we get to talk more about what a principle is and all of that stuff today. But when you start to learn like about the principle of polarity and rhythm, then you realize that all of that is necessary, right? In order to bring about a glorious uh, end and a, and a triumphant end. And so I look at some of the challenges that me and some of the um, other members of the repatriation team are experiencing. And I just had to tell them, like, look, guys, whew, we got to pay existence. <laughs> you know, we got to pay our dues a little bit um, because the spiritual work that work that you're going to get, the things that you're going to Africa seeking you can't go there like the colonizer you can't go there like the invaders um, and want to take 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 from existence no 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 we can't do that and so you have to keep fighting it's an uphill journey challenge 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 after challenge and then when you get there the reward the um, outcome that you get you've earned and no one could take it away from you. So, you know, when these women are going, they're going. And you guys have heard me say it um, in the different podcasts over the last four months. These women are going because they want a deeper connection with their ancestral lineage. They want to know where do I come from? Where do I come from and how do I connect? They've all set up their ancestral altars. They've all been following the regiment that I've given them and they're at the point where they're like I want to know who I am what my destiny is or as close to you know that as I can get for those of them who aren't going through initiation you know I want to know what spirits are with me how do I 
appease those spirits? How do I get those spirits to come closer to interacting with me? How do I um, not offend them? How do I be in harmony with, um, with myself? Right, because that they are me. You know, these women are on are honest seekers, and I'm just so excited for them to see what is going to happen for them, how their lives are going to be impacted and changed. And so, I've been telling them, look, the challenges that you've been experiencing, just keep pushing through because it's not going to stop you from getting to Africa. It's not going to stop you from getting that knowledge. You can't expect it to be a ease, a breeze walk um, to Africa, and you're going to pull such knowledge. I mean, this knowledge is so revered that your ancestors were killed for this knowledge. This knowledge that these women are going to get whole systems and civilizations have been built around keeping this knowledge secret and sacred I mean and and away from us you know the propaganda in this country to keep our culture demonized I mean it's a whole agenda it's it is part of this underlined racist system to keep us from knowing who we are so we say disorganized so we stay dependent on the system that you know we stay immature as a people and um, spiritually dead and so the awakening that's happening and that's going to continue to unfold for these women I'm just man <laughs> I'm just excited so okay that's the Africa trip I'm done I, I spent the first half of the podcast just talking um, about that but I think you know it was necessary just because of, it's just so timely right so we have um, this is the second week yep this is the first full week of July so there are let me see here I have one two three four more weeks so a little under a month uh, before not quite four full weeks three full weeks so three and a half weeks um, before I'll be in Africa so we'll have a couple more episodes about another month worth of episodes four more episodes and then I'll be giving you uh, episodes from Africa you know and hopefully I'll be able to continue this until um, I go in the convent <laughs> so maybe I'll you know try to record ahead of time or something like that um, to try to make up for uh, the time <laughs> I do have about mm, four or five episodes that we have saved these were like some of my beginning episodes I haven't even released them um, one episode is really good though. I got an interview with my brother um, and master teacher. Now let me clarify. He's my he's my brother 
in spirituality but when it comes to political science um, he is a master teacher and my master teacher and that's um, Dr. Umar Johnson and uh, I did get an interview with him in the beginning of my podcast life and you could tell like um, I wasn't as engaging as I would be now and all of those things I mean he's he dominates the mic everywhere he goes but um, so I may you know play that episode and there's a couple other ones that I have saved in the goodie jar for a time like this. I may record some more just to go with those for the time that I'm not able to um, record regularly. But until then, I'm going to give you guys um, all the good information and regular episodes that you guys are used to. So speaking of episodes, last week's episode, right? So let's segue just a little bit and do like a brief recap of last week's episode. Last week, episode 15, we went over sisterhood and it was the last part of our sisterhood series. And so we were wrapping up, it was a four part series and we were wrapping up sisterhood and talking about Um, some of the obstacles that could come um, from sisterhood, some of the positives that come out of sisterhood and what is the goal of the sisterhood. And so we we went over those and um, oh, there was one other thing. We went over the basic qualities. I think I started um, the new material in episode 15 with that was going over the qualities that I look for um, in sisters coming into my inner circle and me working with them where they can depend on me and I can depend on them and this is for anything we should have sisterhoods for every aspect of our lives ladies and uh, whether it's the home whether it's business whether it's work and uh, we got to get you guys from work into business by the way that's a whole series in itself we got to get you guys divested from working from some for somebody other than your ancestors right i gotta pull you away ancestors have sent me to pull you away from working for somebody else they said now is not the time i need my children to answer to my call and so hey just know and i already tell the women that work with me i mean they can uh call it better than i can but every single one of them that are drawn to me if they haven't started a business already um it's it's coming because that's just part of the cycle right it's it's part of living the ancestral path there is nothing about working for someone else that is in harmony with nature and what your ancestors have for you that is totally a western concept that is totally a colonized colonizers way of oppression and ancestors don't support it you know nature doesn't support that you know you are not elevating your bloodline um, by working for someone else 
you're elevating that person who gives you that check you're elevating their bloodline <laughs> and helping them in their goal and their mission and that's just not what ancestors want for you and so if you work with me if you're in one of my sister circles or if you're in my inner circle um, or even if you reach out to me for mentorship and things like that I am going to push you to a place where you are producing your highest uh, I don't want to say your highest self but you're tapping into your qualities because that's what is necessary what are you good at let's do that let's suffer through you know the highs and lows of what it means to depend on your ancestors you know um, and so those are part of the qualities of coming together as women that I look for you know you have to respect nature we talked about that we talked about the four qualities I won't go over them again um, but we went over the qualities um, and then we also talked about once <clears throat> another thing we talked about rather is once you match your sisters together or you get your sisterhood together and you have your women that you're working with your your uh, queens your ladies and you guys have a particular goal in mind whatever that goal is it's for you to then match the spirits or the qualities the good qualities that each woman is with match them and one thing I wanted to bring up when I was um, in the week and talking to people and just reviewing the episode as well and I didn't say it last week or at least I didn't uh, reiterate it um, as much as I want to now so I want to say that uh, if you need help with that that is something you can come to me for you know I, I don't want it to seem as though this is something you should know or master I had a woman say how do I know how to do this I, I wasn't trained in this you know um, and I I sometimes forget you know <laughs> and I speak as though um, it is something you guys know about and so honey mommy is recording the podcast can you go upstairs mm -hmm. thank you sir Okay, thank you. That was my um, youngest son blessing the mic. We got a visitor. So, upstairs. Thank you, dear. Okay. Um, so, when you are matching people's um, strengths together, you can call on me to help you do that. That's not something I want you to think you have to do on your own. When you're looking for compliments, um, that's something I can help you do. You know, how do you compliment people together? And when we work together, it, I also show you your role in that. You know, and uh, it's a beautiful thing once you get to working in that level. And I have no problem with helping you guys. So don't get overwhelmed and thinking, oh my gosh, how am I supposed to know this? No, call me. Uh, message me, email me, and tell me, you know, that you need help, what you need help with, and I'm willing to assist you. 
one of the other things that I wanted to kind of go over from last week and touch on um, is that once you have your sisterhood together, we're talking about the goals of the sisterhood, like one of the things that you get out of the sisterhood. And that is aligning your ancestors together. And I believe I touched on it some, you know, when I was talking about, you know, you having prayer circles and your prayer circles will be that much stronger with all of the energy and the ancestors of all of the women that are involved coming together and being there for that particular goal. But I wanted to reiterate that, is that you are aligning yourself with the other women in your group, which means that you are submitting and bringing your ancestors to them. And you are allowing your ancestors to mold with those other women in the group. And so the power that comes when you bring your energy, when you bring your ancestors, when you bring all of your essence and ashe to the group is wonderful. You know, it is absolutely dynamic what can happen when that transpires. So I wanted to speak to that from a spiritual level is that it's not just you know, say the four women or the 10 women or the six women or the two women coming together. It is all of your ancestors. And when you think about, you know, your mother and father made you, your mother and father each have a mother and father, you know, and you go back and back and back and back. All of those ancestors, all of those souls are standing behind you but not only standing behind you, but standing behind each and every woman in your group. And so you bring that collective energy together, that collective mindset, that collective knowledge bank, that collective uh, group of skills, that collective uh, spiritual power and force together. Oh, that's amazing, guys. It's absolutely amazing. So I wanted to bring that up. I didn't, we didn't touch on that um, much last week. Uh, the other thing is that within uh, last week, we talked about goals, the goal of a sisterhood. And one of the things I talked about, and I didn't have much time because I was running out of time and I kind of said it and then ended the podcast. <laughs> and... Um, that was the fact that you can build a bond with women, with people, individuals. Again, you're aligning your ancestors and it goes along with that point. And you're, what you're doing is building trust. You're bonding and depending on one another. And you're creating bonds and familiarity right I could depend on this person and it doesn't always have to be the most positive thing maybe you can always depend on this person to be late to a meeting maybe you can always depend on this person um, to come through in an absolute emergency maybe you can depend on this person to um, maintain 
the status quo, you know. Um, but maybe you can't depend on them for this. You know, it's good to know both sides and that becomes um, your trust, right? I trust that this thing that I depend can depend on you for will happen, right? So uh, for the person who you can depend on them, um, say to always uh, hold the status quo. You know, I trust that such and such can always hold the status quo. And we trust people for where they are. And that, and you know what that does? That helps you manage your expectations. And that helps you manage uh, your emotions. And because um, again, remember that was one of the obstacles of women coming together is managing our expectations or managing our emotions, right? And so we take people, we allow our sisters to express their divinity without judging. Okay, we allow our sisters to be how they are without judging, They're to express themselves. And then as they express their divinities, as they express who they are, then we know what to depend on them for. And as we know what to depend on them for, we know what to trust, what we can trust, right? You, you may have a sister, she may show up late, but when she shows up, she has, um, she can captivate the audience. She is engaging, you know, she's the life of the party. People trust her. She, she can't, you know, people can't wait to see her, you know? So it's like, okay, I know I could depend on her for this type of capacity. And that's where you put people. That's part of how you, you match them up. And so it keeps us from putting a box around individuals. Because when you put a box around a person, you're harnessing um, their creative ability. Their creative ability comes to them straight from their divinity from their divinity and so then you are then limiting their spiritual development you know so we don't we don't want to do that and sometimes that takes us managing our own emotions and so we have to work on that too and that's where meditation comes in that's where um, our self-love and um, having our altar time and our prayer time really, really comes in. And so all of these episodes and series in the last four months that we've been going through with the Divine Feminine Podcast all tie in at some part and way together. And so that was just really, really good. Um, okay, so now that we've recapped about last week um we have about 15 minutes left and of this podcast and i'm like do i go into the new material do i not go into the new material let me just touch on this really quick and you guys know i'm not really one to go through current events this isn't a um political podcasts, although I do talk about, you know, certain 
political systems and you know I don't this isn't a um, you know entertainment podcast it's not one of those you know I really try to stick with uh, self-help and wellness and stay within my genre but I do kind of want to talk about something real quick with y'all and that is Will and Jada <laughs> now, and it's good to laugh it's good to smile it's good to um, you know be humorous and I'm laughing but understand I, I understand that this is a family these are real people and you're like well well priestess what what does the drama with will and jada in august have to do with the divine feminine podcast everything baby everything do you hear me and i'm gonna break it down for you because um for one let me just say that i've been watching all week this you know kind of escalate and uh, I, I don't follow August or his work unfortunately you know or fortunately I, I don't know what type of artist he is um, but um, I do you know Will and Jada that's my generation you know I was raised alongside um, you know the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and alongside uh, Poetic Justice and um, uh, Jada with um, her career and things like that like that's my genre that's my that's my generation and so I definitely know them and their careers and their relationship um, and actually I met Jada one time um, at a, a family reunion or family function long story we'll talk about it later but um, anyway how does this apply to the divine feminine? It applies in that, for one, the, let me just say, it's appropriate because we're about to go into a segment on sex. And we're about to go into a segment on um, the divine feminine and female energy and how it relates to masculine energy. And, and things of that nature and uh, we're gonna start talking about certain universal principles and how they ebb and flow together and they're dependent on one another and the I told you guys a couple episodes ago that it would be necessary and the reason it would be necessary for me to go through is because it's like the evolution of what we've been talking about it's just in the natural flow of the last 14 15 episodes it's just natural for us to take this progression and so will and jada in my opinion and i know there's a lot of critics out there but will and jada in their dynamic is a beautiful example of what we have been learning about in the Divine Feminine podcast in certain respects. What respects am I saying? Will and Jada have come together. If you think about, matter of fact, before I say they came together, think about the Ancestral Altar series, right? And how I spoke about you having your individual 
drive, your individual goals. And it's within that that you then come to a group to accomplish them. So here they are, two individual people who own their lives and responsibilities, right? They know they're on their destiny. And then they come together, right? And then think about the communal living series that we went through right before sisterhood. They have in their family, their family dynamic, they have a goal that's greater than sex. They have a goal that's greater than the Western concept of love and marriage. You know, their goal is legacy building and maintaining family um, and fulfilling their ultimate destinies for themselves and their children. Like nothing shakes that. Not Will having sex with another person, not Jada having sex with another person, nothing. Absolutely, they have decided they are so stable for one in themselves as individuals, right? Which is what we build up to in the in the self-work that we do at our altars. But even as a committed collective or community which is what you do in your communal house. They are so focused on the goal that an instance like this proves to not shake their foundation, right? I saw the red table talk and the tough questions got answered. And I commend Will for being there. I commit, commit uh, Jada for pulling herself to the red table and for asking the questions, answering the questions, you know, even <laughs> in the way she delicately, you know, described their relationship as an entanglement. Right? Um, she still honored it, you know, um, she honored her husband and didn't get too graphic or too deep, you know, because that man's feelings are involved. She also honored the uh, relationship she had with August and acknowledging in front of the world that, you know, it did happen. She wasn't crazy. He wasn't crazy talking about August um, and just validated their personal time. And at the end of it, you still have this family that's unshaken and they come together for their specific goals and nothing can take them away from that that's the level of commitment and that is what we're going to dive deeper into in the next couple series next couple episodes with sex right so I just thought I was like oh my gosh this is a beautiful intro <laughs> a beautiful intro into um, the next episode you know I, I couldn't have planned it any better that just you know it just shows that once again priestess and era you're in divine time you're in divine timing and um, so shout out to 
uh, August for dropping his album and his <laughs> his uh, interview and shot a shout out to Will and Jada for dropping their um, response and Red Table Talk when they did um, because it just goes right in alignment with what we're going to be talking about and um, just to give you guys a, a sneak peek on at this point it'll be next episode because um, time is running short but we're going to start talking about the importance of the opposite sex you know and why um, we come together with the opposite sex and is it necessary you know, some people may say, you know, why is it even necessary? We have our uh, divine feminine energy. Each of us express that energy in a different manner. And we build these strong sisterhoods. You know, why do we have to involve the male side? Those are valid questions. You know, if you have a really good sisterhood, if you work really well with women and you guys bond and you have a team, you know, why why is it necessary? You know, some people say if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why do we have to get a man involved? You know, I want to show you in um, the next episode why the divine masculine is necessary. Um, because it is necessary and I also want to show you in the upcoming episodes of how we have been taught to overconsume sex and overconsume interaction with the opposite sex and overindulge and the idea of love and romance and relationships and we put way too much energy and focus on them and that is done by design that is definitely done by design you know that is one of the things this system has mastered as long as well as you know with other things is getting us distracted um, and off balance in our personal lives and making us especially women you know we fall victim the most and most of my um, audience base is women I would say 83% last time I checked the, the polls of the listeners to the podcast are women and so hell it's, it's called divine feminine of course it's women but you know we have been duped and sold on love and romance and that's the reason we come together and there's a bunch of passionate sex that has to happen with that and you know is that traditional how does that fit with the divine feminine and so these are all the things that we're going to talk about so we'll talk about both sides we'll talk about you know why the masculine is necessary because i think there's movements um, which again is intentional by the system there are movements 
to um, keep the masculine and the feminine from being together and to make us into these hybrid human beings that don't need a man you know that and and I'm not speaking against the LBGTQ plus community you know because I love that community you know that community is a part of um, humanity and it's part of my life and it's a part of Udun and you know if you guys have questions about that you guys ask me um, and we'll probably cover some of it too matter of fact so um, I'm not you know bashing or against the the homosexual community but what I'm saying is there needs to be balance and so we'll talk about that and so this um, and then we'll talk about the other side, right? The unbalance uh, on the opposite end of when you have too much sex and too much love and too much passion and you overconsume, you know, your, your partner. Um, and when you're putting too much focus and energy on that and not on what you should be doing. And so we'll, we'll talk about both sides. And so that'll come up in our sex series. And maybe I'll call it sex series. I don't know. But it was just so appropriate, Will and Jada, in August this week. And so I had to bring it up. Well, guys, I look forward to next week. Um, this week, uh, we talked about the trip. We talked about me moving and starting that journey. And we talked about Will and Jada. So I will let you guys go. I miss you. I bid you a fed farewell. Be well. To schedule a spiritual reading, life coaching session, or to order herbs and tonics, please visit our website, divinefeminine.net. If you are in search of a spiritual guide and or mentor, or if you just want to join our Divine Feminine Network, email me at divinefeminineplatform.com at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to the Divine Feminine Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, share, and join in on the conversation on social media. 